Hi guys, and welcome back to Inner Surveillance. It is your host, Imani and Denisa. And what are we going to be talking about today, Denisa? So we're going to switch it up a little bit this month. I know this month of April has been on the topic of being present, and I feel like this is just going to be an ongoing skill that we're going to be kind of being conscious of, but next month in May, I think we're going to be focusing more on hyper growth and shifting our perspective a little bit. So in order to prepare for that, I thought it'd be appropriate to talk about the transition period, um, potentially this week and the last week of April. So next Friday, just to kind of touch on some external things that we can do um, or that we have done in the past, obviously, because we have had these phases before when we want to focus on a project or a new venture or whatever it may be, or you're just starting a new chapter in life. Um, I think I definitely go through mental and physical um, kind of rituals and routines or just things to prepare me to make this transition as smooth as possible, if you will. So I wanted to pick your brain to see what you've done before um, and kind of how you're preparing now. How I'm preparing now. Yeah, these next couple of months for me, um, I guess not next couple. Yeah, these next couple of months for me uh, are will really be trying my, um, the lifestyle that I perceive that I want for myself, if that makes sense. So the lifestyle that I think I want for myself is I want to be able to travel to different countries um, freely. I also want to be able to potentially have my own business while doing this and balancing, of course, working from home. And especially next month in May, May and June, I'll really be putting that to the test, seeing if I can um, balance all of these things that I really uh, want for myself, want for my life. And so as for the transition period, I guess it's just really getting, I think it all just goes back to habits, um, building the habits so that way I can be successful. But the thing is with, with, um, with traveling, it can really, really get you out of your habits, get you out of your schedule. So it's trying to figure out the balance between habits and also having the time for, um, for spontaneity. So trying to figure that out, um, these next two weeks up until when I start, um, start traveling again is kind of what I'll be focusing on. Um, as for the as for the habits that I plan on building, I don't really have an idea for that yet because I've yeah I don't have an idea for that yet. Um, I'm probably gonna watch some YouTube videos to get an idea because obviously I'm not the first one to try the whole digital nomad thing. Like I'm not the first, so probably yeah. gonna um, do some research, get some ideas from other people during this time period, figure out uh, not figure out, always be mindful of the things that I want and need, um, so that way I'm able to. So that way I'll feel a sense of fulfillment as long as I complete my wants and needs. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where my mind is at. Okay. Is there anything that you are leveraging from your past experiences moving into, let's just stay on the topic of becoming a digital nomad? 
from leveraging from past experiences. Um, so granted, of course, I've tried the whole digital nomad thing in the past, but mm-hmm. the past was a little bit different because I was working. Um, of course, I'm still working as a contract employee now, but the past was a little bit different because I wasn't sure if I would have had a job in the next three months because it was a three month contract that they just kept on extending for three months. So yeah. after every three months, I was just really unsure whether or not I'll still be at the company. <laughs> right. So hard to plan. Yes. Yeah, so it was a lot harder to plan. Now I actually have what stability. So with this new newfound stability, um, it'll, it'll be a little bit more experimentation for me. So there's some things that I can reference in my past, for example, um, you know, uh, waking up at a, at a decent hour and consistently waking up at that hour, of course, is, mm-hmm. is beneficial to, to continue to do. Um, what's another thing? Um, yeah, like keeping the same, same habits at home that I do while traveling. Uh, now it's just trying to also build in time for exploring. Um, right. Cause yeah, at home, you know, I'm not really exploring as often as I would if I were in a new place. So I think that's going to be the new wrench and the, and the plans that could, that could affect, um, that could affect my, my habit building or the pursuit uh, that could affect me building the life that I want for myself. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's, it's, there's nothing really I, I can directly pull from the past. Cause like I said, I actually have stability now and I know for a fact that at least for the next year I'll have, um, income so it's it's slightly slightly different slightly different (laughs) but yeah what about you what are what are what is your transition period what are you hyper focusing on um for the next month um so the next month's gonna be really interesting i'm personally really excited for it because I pretty much wrapped up grad school. So now I have this allotted free time that I did have originally when I graduated undergrad the first time. And I remember that feeling and I'm starting to get it back, which is why I was telling you earlier, I feel like I'm becoming definitely have been more present this past week because I don't have, I officially don't have any more assignments. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that in and of itself has allowed me to, you know, shift unconsciously shift my focus to other things because that, that was my main priority. Um, so I think subconsciously, I think it's interesting, you know, when you kind of check things off the to-do, the to-do list and your brain shifts to the things that you yearn. Um, so focusing on on business and the things that I find passionate that I want to do long-term, I really want to start honing in on that in the month of May. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of already started transitioning um, or this transition period. I would say over the past 30 days, maybe two months, because I've kind of been anticipating this moment because I knew I was going to finish school soon. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, I cut off social media already, um, which has been really helpful in giving me clarity and utilizing my time more efficiently. Um, And I recently just started going back to the gym. And typically when I go back to the gym consistently, right, and I I have my 
workout plan. It kind of goes into autopilot at that point. Of course, there's an adjustment period, but I always go back to, like you were saying, the habits that are important to me. So I've slowly but surely started transitioning already and I feel better. Mm. So that's how I know like things are starting to align, like things are coming together because the sooner I can get in the habit of doing the things that I was doing before when I did have free time, um, the more I'll be able to, like you were saying, create the life that you envision. Mm. So those two things, I, I didn't think that cutting out social media, like going back to the gym, were going to be that impactful, to be honest with you, because I've done it before. But for some reason, this time around, it feels a little bit different. And I don't know in what aspect or why it's more monumental. Maybe it's because I'm actually finishing school. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You're starting... I mean, even though you've you already have a job and have already started your big girl job, but it's really starting your adult life for real. Like, yeah, school. You don't have any, You don't have any assignment. You don't have any deadlines. No assignments. Like, I know a professor to talk to. <laughs> I exactly. And so now it's like me hacking my schedule. Mm. But that's kind of how I, I look at this transition period. It's like, okay, what has been working? You know, the past X amount of months, and what hasn't. And it's not necessarily, have you ever watched those videos where it's like millionaire, like morning routine? And this is what wealthy people do or successful people do. Uh, this is their habits and rituals. And it's one thing I've noticed is it's never about adding to your daily routine. It's always removing shit. Mm -hmm. Which I found really interesting because I feel like we always well we I I always feel like there might be a deficit or something that I'm not doing right like I need to keep adding to my routine I need to add um I don't know just add unnecessary things when in actuality it's removing the things that are not contributing to your priorities so I don't know as soon as I had that perspective shift I was like okay well anything that doesn't align with this goal is removed period next exactly yeah Yep. And it's just made things so much smoother and so much faster. And I think that's why it's also allowed me to be more present in April because I don't have to think about juggling so many things anymore at once. Yeah. If it doesn't fit within this criteria, I don't think about it. So I think that's been probably the biggest um change or the newest thing in this transition period because before I just used to go back to you know working out meal prepping yada 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 but that was just my lifestyle because I was a college student now it's just those things are on default mm -hmm. and I'm taking I'm trying to take it to the next level and trying to be like okay if I have a light day at work today, you know, what does that mean for the rest of my day? Like, what can I fit in during this time period? And I don't know, it gives me a lot more satisfaction because I know that I'm utilizing my time wisely. Yeah. I mean, like, you're going to have so much more brain space when you're not thinking about school. Yeah. I feel it already. I think that's what it is because I don't have to babysit people, you know, not to throw anybody under the bus, but constantly having to follow up with people you know double check their work not saying that 
my work is the best, but um, the yeah, particular like group. Is, you'll actually be able to focus on, on yourself for the first, yeah, that's, that's really great. Right, and that, it's a very odd feeling. <laughs> It's a very odd feeling. That's I had right. it temporarily, like I said, when I first moved to Marlboro. Um, and that was really, really weird for me. I was like, I have so much free time. I was like taking naps during the day. It was very strange. It's very strange. But now I know like what that amount of free time equates to. Um, mm -hmm. Because there was a point where I got too lenient and then I started becoming lethargic. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of experienced the extreme of that end and played with it and I know I don't like that so yeah I think I'm leveraging those experiences but like you said it, it's all still gonna be very new because mm -hmm. life is always gonna find a way to change and like even for me I, I might be getting um I might be brought on full-time even though I've only been working at the company for for like three months yeah I might be being be brought on full time and with that becomes comes more responsibilities because comes a different change comes right you know different financial opportunities it's it's life never stops moving and changing moving and shaking um especially if you're um if you're ambitious and want more for your life then your life will be a non-stop roller coaster um yeah and, I think that's what makes it fun though you know, like being able, I, I feel like maybe transition period is more, is less appropriate. Maybe pivoting is more appropriate because I kind of equate that to being adaptable and flexible. I don't know. What do you think? Mm. I don't know, because I guess, it, I guess it's kind of similar in the way in which we aren't straying far from the path that we're taking now. So mm. it's just maybe going in a slightly di different direction. So I could see yeah. how pivoting could also uh, apply. Shifting focus, let's say that. <laughs> yes, shifting focus. But yeah, I, um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really have much to add um other than mentally and physically you know like we've stated before building habits that are going to cater to these goals and we'll see how helpful or not they're becoming because once you actually do start juggling multiple things at once the habits that you've created definitely peek through because your bandwidth is then stretched mm -hmm you know what I mean? Like you were saying earlier, like life is always constantly going to throw stuff at you. So the habits that you build, I feel like it's, that is a test to how solidified they are. Because when you start slipping up on your habits, when shit, you know, hits the fan, then it's like, okay, maybe I'm not as disciplined, or maybe this isn't as important to me, which to be honest with you, I don't think is a bad thing. It, or necessarily 100% a bad thing. Because sometimes you really do need to prior reprioritize your priorities. <laughs> Absolutely, like you know I, what I mean. The priorities that I had um, had even uh, the the priorities that I had in January are not the same priorities that I have 
now and it's only April. Like, How do you figure that out though? Because <laughs> of, of the changes of life. Because of the changes okay. of life. So with the life changes, I realized that, oh, okay, things are, things are changing. Things are transitioning. I can't have the same priorities that I had back in January because now my life is literally different. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe for some people listening, that's not, it, it's easier said than done. Because like you stated, yeah, when you're ambitious and you're a go-getter, I feel like that might be a natural instinct to just pivot and reprioritize. But when you're on the course and you've done something for so long, how do you pull back away from those things? Because they're all building, like, for example, the gym, Mm. right? I thought that the gym should be your, my, like, top three priorities. And there was a moment in time in my life where I literally had to look myself in the mirror and be like, okay, you're not going consistently because you have other priorities like school, job, whatever. So for this period of time, you cannot go to the gym. Okay. Your schedule right now is not allowing you to do that. And even if you go, you're going to have a half ass workout because you're so physically tired. Like you haven't rested properly. Mm. Right. So there have been periods just this past one that I got off of where the gym was not a priority. And I think I said that verbally to myself for the first time in a very long time. And I didn't feel disappointed about it because there were just things that I valued more at that period of time. But as long as you get back to it, you know, you still realize that it's something that you value. I think that's the important part. Like you can drop it, but as long as you come back to it, um, it's important to recognize that there is flexibility. So that's why I was asking, like, how do you know when it is a good time to pivot and switch direction? Is it when something's not working for you? Like you just keep, cause I was just disappointing myself at that point. And I was like, okay. I mean, I guess it's really hard because Cause I was just going to say, find what, find what feels good, find what feels natural, but then you can also be too extreme with that. And yes. like, well, I feel good when I'm lazy right. and then end yeah. up not um, achieving any of your goals that you set for yourself. Um, I think it just, I know that it comes with just an awareness of the time that you have and the time that you're willing to allocate and being flexible but I don't know I guess it's it's been easier for me um because the changes that have been happening in my life have been extreme yeah (laughs) so okay so okay so here's another example finding a new job yeah okay um I think we both know people that should probably look for new opportunities and I think we have both been in the position where we're like okay this isn't working anymore let's find new opportunities at what point do you say enough is enough or hey this might not be what I initially thought it was you know like what is that threshold um obviously we're not giving advice here but I'm just kind of curious to pick your brain to kind of time travel back to that thought process Okay. So yeah. So last year, um, I was in a position, my previous position before my current position, I was in a position, um, that I did not enjoy, did not like, did not really like the company politics, did not like, um, did not, did not uh, think that we were progressing. 
as a company, did not think that we were on the same page and I wanted something different. Um, it, what also pushed me forward was that uh, it was a contract position in which I was only a contractor three months and I just kept, kept on getting extended every three months, every three months, every three months. So because of that, I did not like the sense of instability that I felt after those three months had passed. Um, so that was another factor that pushed me forward. I did not like the, the company that much. Um, and I did not like that I was, uh, that I was being extended out every three months. Um, the threshold for me for actively deciding, okay, I need to apply to jobs because I can't take it anymore. Um, I don't think there was, was there a defining moment? I think maybe it was slightly a defining moment when, because of course I'm new to the industry, I, I have no real frame of reference for what yeah. things shouldn't be like. What made me, what pushed me to be like, okay, no, I got to get out of this was um, actually my manager who was like, Imani, you could grow so much more in a different, in a, in a better learning environment. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be here. I really think that she should seek employment someplace else because this is not going to be, this is not the place for you to, to learn and grow. So I think I had an outside source that pushed me forward. I already knew that I should leave this because I wasn't happy. Um, but the outside source, that outside voice was like, also influenced me to pursue applying to jobs um, and take it more seriously. Because before I was just haphazardly, like I see something online and I put in my, put my name in the hat. Yeah. But after that conversation, I was like, no, I need to actively um, pursue and search for a job. So granted, not everybody has that outside resource. So you really just have to be in tune internally um, to push yourself forward. But hopefully, you know, hopefully you do also have a good support system that can be real with you and let you know, hey, you're not happy. You should be happy. You should do something about not being happy. Um, Because that can also, that is also a, a support system to me is always really important and something that everybody should should have um yeah okay a lot of good nuggets there I want to transition to hot transition um to the opposite spectrum where everything's going fine you have a stable job right like there's you're happy you're content at what point do you transition I guess out of complacency because I feel like that's much more difficult to identify, you know, when you're constantly surrounded by negative energy, right? Things that don't culturally and morally fit or align with your beliefs. It's very easy to identify that, hey, I might need to pivot out of this or in a different direction. Yeah. But what about when you have a stable job, you know, you're studying what you want, you're just kind of going through the motion of things what point do you say to yourself, is this the right move for me? Like, am I heading towards the right direction? You know, do you, do we seek external feedback? Like you were saying, um, or is it still internal? Like, do you think you need to have an, I think for this time it's internal because this is about your ambition. This is about your drive. If you are in a, like, Again, I'll use myself as, as an example. My current position, I am absolutely in love with. I, I love the people. I love the position. I love my job. Um, and I could just sit here and do my job and have that be that. But I want more for myself. And now I have the time to want the time to actually do that. 
Okay. Uh, so now I'm so now I'm putting um forth the focus, the drive, and being in tune with myself and being like, okay, it's like the hierarchy of needs. Now that I'm no longer unhappy and have a job in which I am happy, I can now move forward with pursuing external things. This is just my hierarchy of needs. It may work differently for other people. Other people may may transition directly into um, pursuing that um, that side that side uh, that side hustle. Me, I was like, mm, I need a stable job first. I need to be happy in my position first. Then I can move forward with uh, with my side my side hustles. Um, so yeah, now I'm, I'm, I know that I want more for myself. And so that's what I'm going to get more for myself. What do you say to people that perhaps think that it's a selfish thing to do? The selfish thing to want more for yourself? Yes. Because I have stumbled upon these people. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts because it's like, okay, you graduated, you know, you have income, you have a good job, you're in a good location, da, 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 da. Why are you trying to do the most? I would say that not everything is guaranteed because as we've seen through the recession, the pandemic, your job is not as stable as you think. You can literally get fired tomorrow. Yes. It could be, I don't even know. It could be something else, another another uh, crazy freak accident and you could you could lose your job. Um, so I think you should always want more for yourself and wanting more for yourself does not have to be monetarily. It's literally just making yourself happy, pursuing your, pursuing your wants and dreams, pursuing the things that you thought that you wanted as a child. Um, that is it. And I wouldn't consider that selfish. I would consider that just fulfilling your needs, fulfilling your wants. It's becoming, um, becoming more yourself because if you ignore that side of yourself, like that's not good either. So I thought about it for a long time um, because I've been called selfish in numerous occasions where I'll just publicly share this. Um, well, I think I may have, may or may not have touched on it in previous episodes, but I have mixed emotions about marriage and having children, right? I'm very career oriented. Um, so I, again, to clarify, I'm not anti these things. I just have mixed feelings. I, I don't have a decision um, regarding those subject areas. And I feel like there are predisposed things that as women were expected to do um, in particular mm. that I don't think align with some of my morals and values, which is a-okay, but that also comes along with some criticism, whether it be from strangers, friends, or family. So that's why I asked that question, because I think it's actually courageous to want more for yourself. And the reason I use that word is because when you are in a stable and complacent, let's not use the word complacent, because there's some negative connotation with that. When you are in a stable environment and everything's going smooth, I feel like it takes courage to step outside of that because you are therefore inevitably putting yourself at risk. And when you predispose yourself to risk, there needs to be some risk tolerance there that you're going to not have these things anymore, Mm -hmm. not have that stability. So I don't know if you, if you have similar sentiments to the courageous part but 
it's interesting that a lot of people view it as being selfish, you know, like wanting to climb up the corporate ladder or wanting to quit your job and, you know, move in with a friend and sleep on their couch just so you can pursue business to, to help society. <laughs> because usually it's for a greater purpose outside of yourself because it's so difficult to do. Or wanting to pick up three jobs, you know, to support yourself for school. Yeah, you're putting yourself in uncomfortable situations uh, for the betterment of yourself. But I think as a result of that, you definitely give back more to society than people realize, which I think is also where that risk aspect comes into play. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think wanting more for yourself and acting on it is a courageous act, especially if you're coming from a place in which you don't have to. Yeah. Um, like if you're coming from a really, like, as you said, a complacent, stable, stable position, and then you're like, this isn't, this isn't for me. I, I need to, I need to do something else. It's extremely courageous because there's many people who don't take that, but then, but then those people also get really upset because then they feel like the world is just happening to them instead of them like taking charge of their own lives. So yeah, I think, I think the risk is always worth it to take. Um, granted, I'm extremely risk adverse and it's really hard for me to take action, but that's why I, I still push myself and try my best because like I'm going after what I want. There's nothing better than going after what, and if, and if you want to get real deep with it, Mm -hmm. um it's your purpose it's what you it's what you want to do I mean there's nothing there's nothing more um there's nothing more in tune with the universe than it is to uh wholeheartedly pursue um a worthy cause here's another thing too because I feel like a, a lot of people in the self-development category talk about your mission and your purpose and your calling in life. I think you can have multiple and I think they can occur in different phases of your life. Exactly. So when you say purpose that it might only be appropriate for the next two years of your life, and then you might transition to something else. And that is completely fine. That is fine. That is fine. You don't have to lock yourself into this one mission for the rest of your life. And I feel like that's what's so scary. Like the self-development world just puts so much pressure on this one cause, you know, one, one thing. And, and once I stepped outside of that, it brought me a lot of comfort to realize that I could pivot again from that. Yeah. So, I mean, right now my goal is to, is to have like a little fashion brand. I don't want it to be really big or anything. I literally just want to sell clothes, make and sell clothes. And that is literally it. Like that's all I want to do. But in the future, I I plan on maybe just doing flower arrangements because I think flower arrangements are fun. Like (laughs) that's, that maybe my goal that I pursue in the future. Like it really doesn't have to be something that I pursue for the rest of my life. And I think the, I think the idea that it has to be one big thing is for those people who want extreme, extreme, uh, like a lot of money. I think in order to achieve making a whole bunch of money, you probably do have to be extremely dedicated to this one thing for years on end. Um, Money isn't the goal. Money is nice. I appreciate money. I, you know, abundance, manifestation, all that jazz. Um, But I also really value feeling fulfilled. And so my fulfillment is the most important thing in my life. 
I agree. I definitely agree. And there's definitely people like that where they want to have, you know, this one pursuit. That's fine too. Um, I think that's the whole point of this episode is that there is fluidity and flexibility and the you have the most control out of anybody around you, you know, to figure out in what ways do you want to sacrifice your time and efforts? Yeah. So I think that wraps it up for this episode. It does. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Inner Surveillance. Inner we'll see surveillance. you next week. Bye. <laughs>